conversation about real lives as real moms. No matter what happens, it's probably fine. Hi, and welcome back. I'm Joy. And I'm Kayla. And this is the It's Probably Fine podcast. Today, we are going to talk about breastfeeding and the things that we didn't know. This episode is not about other people's opinions and the things they tell you about how you should or shouldn't feed your baby. It's about what it is about is what they didn't tell us about breastfeeding. And going through the list, there is a lot we did not know. And we just want to say that uh, first off, if you choose not to breastfeed, that's totally fine. It's okay if you just don't want to do it. And it's also fine if it just doesn't work out for you. If you want to and you try, doesn't mean you're a failure, doesn't mean you're not a good mom, your baby will still be fine. So we wanted to start off by making everyone understand that just because we chose this for our children, we are not judging anyone who who does it differently or um, that it just doesn't work out for. Sometimes, you know, people give it a a try and it just doesn't work for them. And that's okay too. Mm Mm-hmm. Feeding babies, that's what we were on board with. That is best. Absolutely. And happy babies, happy mommies. Um, So to kind of go with that, we both did choose to uh, at least attempt breastfeeding at the beginning. And so my very first thing that no one told me, which was surprising, was to take the appointment with the lactation consultant. Um, Not only that, so my lactation consultant was actually really good. Uh, she was really helpful. She wasn't really hands-on as we all know, I'm not a touchy person, which definitely means I don't want anyone else touching (laughs) my boobs. Um, but she did a great job explaining different latches and things like that. I have heard horror stories from other people who did not like their lactation consultant and I didn't know you can just request a different one. So there you go. We were pretty lucky. We uh, met one at the hospital. Um, but We also have a lactation consultant in the family. One of my husband's relatives um, is a lactation consultant. And so I spoke to the one at the hospital, but um, then I called her up and said, hey, come on in. I need your help. (laughs) And, uh, you know, maybe some people wouldn't be comfortable with like having that conversation and that help uh, for breastfeeding. And then like, I'll see you at Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) But... (laughs) Um, but because I trust her, you know, it was, it was invaluable having someone close by that I could trust to have that conversation. So yes, make sure it is someone you are comfortable with that you, uh, feel like are are giving you lots of good information. I feel like a lot of motherhood experiences are things that I wouldn't physical experiences, things I would not have been comfortable sharing with someone or having someone witness until it happened. And then I was like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. You know, priorities, there's no personal privacy. No, don't care. No shame whatsoever. Uh, No one told me to start using lanolin lotion or some other ointment right away. Um, Don't wait for breastfeeding to get painful and and for things to start hurting before you start using that. No one told me that it does hurt at at first. I mean, it shouldn't hurt consistently. You know, once you're past the first couple weeks, man, I've done it three times and all three times that first couple of weeks when they latch on, like you're kicking things, it hurts <laughs> bad. And they all said, oh, but you're doing it right. It won't hurt. Well, that was a lie. Right. Well, and you just hear how beautiful it is and the bonding moment. And yes, that that's there too, yeah. but <laughs> not at first. No. <laughs> uh, no one told me that I would have to massage clogs out of my own 
breaths. I remember like, oh, that feels weird or that hurts. And then just having to figure out how to get it to go away and feel better. <laughs> no one told me to use YouTube for that. I actually YouTubed different uh, latches and holds to avoid mastitis. And it came in. It was clutch. Yeah, mastitis is not fun. I luckily avoided that. Um, but I know someone recently who's gone through it a couple different times and I just felt so bad watching her. It was oh. kind of a miserable experience for her. Yeah. Uh, this next section I'm going to call ode to a nipple shield. <laughs> 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 um, so in nursing my son, I had to use a nipple shield, uh, which was very, very helpful. <laughs> It allowed me to breastfeed him, um, which otherwise would have been probably a struggle for us. Uh, but he would always get it full of milk and then just knock it off when he was finished. And so this nice little, you know, cup full, shield full of milk just dumped down my shirt. It was awesome. very, very nice and pleasant. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> I not. I did not. No one told me that part of breastfeeding would be that I am the one who is getting up in the middle of the night. There's not, I mean, he can change a diaper, I guess, but he's, it's not super helpful. <laughs> so there's, no, there's like, usually no point in him getting up. <laughs> we did have a deal in our house. It was like, I'm the one feeding him all night. So I'm going to need you to go get him up, change him and bring him to me in bed. Not always, but after a while, there were times it was like, I, I need to do something because I'm doing all of it. Yeah, we did that at the beginning when he was on leave. But then when he went back to work, he worked such long hours and yeah, all that anyway, that it wasn't really helpful. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to continue my ode to a nipple shield. <laughs> no one told me that my dog would eat the nipple shield with like I don't know. He was like stealthy and, and very quick, like I said, and would knock it off and it'd spill everywhere. So I'd have to like set it down next to me to wipe myself up and clean the mess for, I don't know, three seconds. And then I'd reach back for the shield and it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I also, because of that, ended up in one of the baby stores frantically uh, looking for a new one before M got hungry again and the baby would be crying oh, and I no. couldn't feed him because I didn't have a shield because they only gave us one, I think, to get started. Um, and then we obviously stocked up after that <laughs> to prepare for any future issues. Oh, yeah, that would have been rough. I didn't have to do that, but every accessory that you need, like, you know, babies, there's a lot of stuff already to remember and adding more things to the diaper bag. Yeah. No one told me that nipple confusion might not actually be a problem for my kids. So when you're first learning about breastfeeding, people talk about and books talk about this thing called nipple confusion, where if you introduce a bottle or a pacifier too early to a newborn, then they can get confused and get their latch all mixed up or something. I'm sure that that is true for a lot of people, but I didn't introduce a bottle or a pacifier or anything to eat for the first three weeks. And I wish that I would have because I was in so much pain from nursing her every two to three hours and just being new at the whole thing that I would like cry when she was hungry. <laughs> that was pretty dramatic. 
And then, so with the boys, I think probably day three or four, I just went ahead and pumped a bottle and gave it to my husband and let him feed them. So that gave me six hours of sleep and six hours of not having to nurse. And, um, it was a lifesaver. So I, I wish someone would have told me that there's more than one way to do it. Yeah. Um, no one told me that you might need to try a few different types of nipples and bottles once you do introduce those. Um, I know some people who have waited until like right before they're going back to work to start introducing those. And then, you know, baby's not used to it or doesn't like it or is having a a hard time with it. And it makes that transition back to work and daycare or or whatever that changes for you. Um, all that more difficult because I just remember like being heartbroken, going back to work anyway, and being away from my baby. And, uh, so yeah, you maybe want to introduce it a little earlier and, and try a different couple different types to see what works. No one told me how bad teething sucks. <laughs> I was just telling you before we hit record that, oh, is teething and we're four teeth in. He's been fine. But today, just out of the blue, I don't know, he decided to chomp instead of suck and oh, it hurts. <laughs> it hurt real bad. So I just fed him a bottle for his last feeding because I just couldn't, um, <laughs> couldn't stand the idea of him biting me again. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be fine tomorrow, but it's traumatic. Yes. Um, I do remember in, in a class that we took before M was born, like, make sure you keep, you know, water nearby. But I don't remember anyone telling me like just how thirsty I would be all the time. And it's always like after you sit down and get comfortable that you realize like, oh man, I'm really thirsty and I didn't bring (laughs) any water with me and it's across the room or, um, so yeah, I was just thirsty all the time. Yeah. No one told me that sometimes I'd be so thirsty. I'd actually feel nauseous. That's no good. Uh, no one told me to make sure that I used nursing pads. You know, I, I think I mentioned before that I lived in my nursing tank tops, <laughs> um, <laughs> but that I would unexpectedly just like leak milk everywhere and be a mess. So yeah, nursing pads, or even when you sleep, you don't uh, realize oh, that yeah. you will leak in your sleep and wake up covered in milk. So yeah, use those nursing pads cold and wet because your shirt's (laughs) just soaked. Yeah. Uh, No one told me to get a haka, which is actually not a thing that existed with my first two kids. Um, So that's probably why nobody told me because it wasn't a thing. It's one of those things that catches milk, but this is a brand. So when you're nursing on one side, in case you don't breastfeed, the other side also lets down or like milk comes in and kind of comes out on its own without the baby on that side. So the haka is a thing that catches that milk, but you can like squeeze the air out of it and attach it first. Like, so when the baby latches on and your milk lets down the, it, it like gently sucks milk out of the other side, I guess is kind of the best way to describe it. It's, it's not at all like a pump. Like it's just like a little bit of air pressure, negative air pressure sucking on it. Anyway, you can get like an ounce or two every time that you feed the baby. So that kind of helps you know, stock up your freezer stash. There you go. Yeah, that was not a thing. Yeah. When uh, when I had a baby. 
Um, so talking about um, unexpected leaks, make sure at least for a while in the <laughs> beginning, you take extra clothes with you everywhere <laughs> because you never yeah. know not only like milk situations, but also baby and spit up and diaper situations also come along mm. unexpectedly. But so yeah, have a, we also started carrying like a roll of paper towels and some, you know, cleaner or something in a, an emergency bag in the car. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, you never know when you're going to need those for you and the baby for everyone. Even if your baby's not with you, you can, you hear a baby cry and your clothes could be ruined. True. <laughs> True story. Uh, no one told use those nursing pads. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no one told me that uh, what I would eat would have a bigger effect on them when they were younger and then less so now that we've started introducing food into his diet, um, he seems less affected by what I'm eating and caffeine and vegetables and like anything that made him gassy before seems to bother him less because I think he's just older, but when they're younger, man, everything you eat yeah, just has an effect. We noticed uh, anything acidic that I would eat would cause him to spit up a lot more. Yeah. Um, and then we also had this really fun situation for about the first two months. Um, well, actually, we, we figured it out sooner than that. But um, M would just kind of like scream like an hour after he nursed sometimes. And uh, then a little bit later, he'd be fine, like nothing ever happened. And we started kind of paying attention and piecing it together that anytime I ate anything with dairy in it, uh, the next time I fed him, he would be very gassy and just scream in pain um, until it passed. And then he was fine. So um, we had someone tell us, well, you know, like they, they don't get very much of what you eat in the milk. <clears throat> I said, listen, all I know... <laughs> Is that if I eat dairy, he screams. And if I don't, he doesn't. So for about the first two months of his life after that, I avoided dairy and every now and then would just try a little bit and see. And eventually it, it stopped bothering him and the kid loves milk and cheese and everything dairy now. And, you know, it's fine. But yeah, in those early days, it was like, I mean, like the ultimate witching hour every night. Um, Hold on fun yeah no one told me how much <clears throat> pumping sucks <laughs> also no one told me how much pumping sucks <laughs> <laughs> I, I truly think that is the worst part of breastfeeding Ugh. like it might be that yeah I, I can handle the nipple shield I can handle this the spills and the milk everywhere like it, it was really the pumping that just kind of sent me over the edge. Um, but I don't no one think it matters if you have a good pump. Like I don't like, it doesn't matter how fast. I mean, I can get five, six ounces in eight minutes at this point, And it's still eight minutes of. Eight minutes <laughs> and then of you have your to life. Everything. Yeah. It's eight ugh. minutes. You'll never get back. Yeah. It's worth it. But. Ugh. No one told me to pump extra before returning to work if it's possible. So when it was getting close for me to go back to work, I started um, pumping and trying to stock up a little more, um, but it was too little too late kind of. I wish I would have started way earlier. Um, in the beginning, I only, you know, I nursed him when he needed to eat, 
but I never pumped or did anything extra. So it made it that much harder once I was back at work and away from him to try to keep up and produce enough. No one told me to invest in good nursing bras uh, with E. I don't, I didn't love the bras that I had, but I spent money on them and we didn't have a whole lot of money at that point. And so um, I didn't want to buy new ones. And I can say third time around, I found some good ones. So uh, no wires. I could actually live in them, but oh, I actually do live in them. <laughs> That's all I wear all the time. And I will say this isn't, isn't sponsored or anything, but the Kindred Braverly and the Motherhood Maternity just regular old padded nursing bras are the most comfortable that I have found. They're wonderful. I just gave up on bras for a long time. <laughs> I just wore the nursing tanks and I was like, it is what it is. You're going to come over and visit us. I am not wearing a bra ever. <laughs> yeah, that would work. But normally, so my boobs are normally like a, a, a smaller size of B, like a smaller side of B. Like there's just not a whole lot there. But my nursing boobs are are large and in charge and they just I feel like I've got to have something or they like flop around and also I have a five-year-old who like headbutts me on a regular basis and it just kind of hurts <laughs> so I like little tackle hugs to protect me <laughs> big yeah. tackle hugs so it's more for my own protection and comfort than it is anybody else's you know awkwardness I don't think anyone told told me that either that like your boobs are gonna be huge and like, yeah, and we'll change sizes often, like throughout pregnancy and breastfeeding. Throughout I, I, the day. <laughs> yeah. Like how many different size bras does one person need? Yeah. A lot, actually. Um, no one told me how hard it would be to keep up my milk supply after I returned to work, like with stress and not drinking enough water throughout the day and just being away from the baby. It, it was just much harder to produce enough milk once I returned to work. No one told me that sometimes the baby isn't actually hungry. They just want comfort. And so you become the pacifier, especially on days where they're going through those like mental growth spurts or teething or things like that. It seems like they want you and not just you cuddles, like they want to nurse, you know, every one and a half to two hours and it is exhausting, but Download a good audio book on your phone <laughs> and just roll with it. No one told me that I would have a nosy baby who by about nine or 10 months old um, wanted to watch everyone and be a part of the action so much that like nursing uh, when other people were around would just not be super easy and convenient. Like he got to the point where he would rather me just pump and hand it to him in a bottle that he could hold on his own while he watched everybody else during meals and uh, whatever else was going on instead of actually nursing. So that was kind of the point where I was like, all right, bud, I think you and I, like, I think we're kind of <laughs> over this when like, I'm not going to pump and then hand you a bottle when I'm right here. Yeah. So yeah. Nosy babies don't always dig the nursing thing for as long as as we maybe have planned or hoped as, as the mommy. 
Well, as we know, they do everything according to our plans. So (laughs) his own way, his own time. That's what I always say. Uh, No one told me that I wouldn't be able to sleep on my stomach for the whole time I was nursing, breastfeeding the whole like year because it just hurts. It's not comfortable. And I'm usually a stomach sleeper, obviously when I'm not pregnant. (laughs) And (laughs) I thought that I think with my first, I was just like, oh, yay, I can finally sleep comfortably again. But no, still couldn't. So sacrifices. I don't know if I I don't remember if I couldn't do it the whole time I was nursing but I do remember like the first time I slept on my stomach again after he was born and just being like I can do it I can sleep on my stomach again this is amazing (laughs) I don't remember if I continued to do that but I at least remember there was one moment where I'm like my belly's not in the way anymore (laughs) Uh, no one told me it's okay to supplement if you have to if you have a goal to breastfeed for three months, six months, a year, whatever your goal is. Uh, You know, my goal was a year and we didn't quite make it. We had to start supplementing with some formula toward the end. And, um, you know, I kind of felt like, like I was a failure. Like I didn't do um, what I wanted to do as a mom and wasn't giving him the best nutrition I could have, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. If you, if you don't reach that goal and that you have to supplement. He, he was fed, he was healthy. So that's all that matters. I don't know. My sister was on formula from like week one, I think it was pretty early on and uh, she has a doctorate. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think she turned out just fine. Lots right. of formula fed babies do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no one told me that I would eventually get so comfortable with breastfeeding and we'd we being me and the baby would get so good at it that we could actually, I could walk around feeding babies while, and no one would notice. So there's like nursing clothes now are really cool. They have like these side zippers and like hidden slots and things. You can pull your boob out from all over the place and just <laughs> only the boob comes out. So your clothes don't, you don't have to like lift your shirt up or whatever. Um, like you used to have to do. And so just the other day we were at a friend's house and I went in the other room because he's a squirmy baby, but he was also tired and distracted. So I go in the other room. I unzip this little hidden zipper on my sweatshirt, like pull the nursing tank down, nursing bra down. He latches on. So I'm cradling him. And then I walk back into the kitchen where all the adults are and he's eating, but he's just like, you know, I'm holding a cradled baby. And my friend was offering, she was like, oh, do you want me, you know, is he asleep now? Do you want me to hold him so you can take a break and eat? And I was like, oh, yeah, actually, no, <laughs> I can't, um, like, he's eating. <laughs> like, so it's it's a little funny when someone tries to hold the baby for you, but it's nice to hit that level of comfort where you can just pop them on. I also, the best one that I ever, the best place I ever fed a baby was in a Reds baseball game, like, in the stadium, walking around, we were ordering drinks. Um, and I had him in a wrap and I was feeding him and my husband tried to take him from me so that I could have carry my drink. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, he's eating. And he was like, right now, like, yeah, (laughs) there's just thousands of people walking by us. Yeah. I feel like you've done that in like a store or something before too. When I was, Oh yeah. In the grocery store all the time. Yeah. I was really impressed. I was never that, uh, that smooth and I don't know. It takes practice, but. 
it helps the if you use a wrap like a um the cloth carrying wraps instead mm-hmm. of like one of those actual carriers with the buckles and all that stuff yeah I fought with one of those wraps for about oh I don't know 10 minutes one time and then I put it in the <laughs> box and it never got touched again <laughs> Well, uh, you gave it a good try. <laughs> you went to emulate them. It's fine. <laughs> we went with the like $10 carrier from Walmart after that. And that worked I still too. have that one. I love it. Solid. The Walmart one. <laughs> and no one told me that even with all the like spilled milk and the stinky smells on my shirt and all the, all the everything that I would miss nursing once it was over. Because there is a moment yeah. of like special bonding that once once you kind of settle in and you're, especially if you're on your own and it's just the two of you or even in the middle of the night, you know, that quiet time together, as exhausted as you are, there's something really special about that, that bonding and that time together. So um, toward the end, I did like when I could tell that we were nearing the end, like got out my cell phone a couple of times and like just took a picture of him like with me, like you couldn't see me obviously, but just like his little (laughs) eyes looking up at me. So I can remember, you know, that moment. Yeah. Um, No one told me that there isn't a perfect amount of time. So if you want to feed your breastfeed your baby for more than a year that you're, that's perfectly fine. And it's okay that if you, if you don't do it as long as you plan, I think both of us kind of went into it with the goal of about a year and, um, you know, we didn't make it that long. So that's okay too. It was hard for me at first to kind of come to to terms with that, but looking back, you know, like, like I said, he was healthy and he was fed and that's, that's all I wanted. So that's okay too. So it's probably fine if you feed your baby, however feels right for you. (laughs) 